0: stand, doesn't matter, because what we're going to do right now, I think before we even begin this morning, um, let's say this powerful, packed uh, scripture we find in Deuteronomy 4.39 together. Let's say it once together with it on the screen, and we'll say it from memory, all right? Ready? Know therefore today and lay it to your heart that the Lord is God in heaven above and on the earth beneath there is no other. Oh, let's say it slowly together for memory, all right? Ready? Know therefore today and lay it to your heart that the Lord is God in heaven above and on the earth beneath. There is no other. Thank you. You can be seated. Well, good morning. My name is Lori Schaefer, and I have the privilege of um, coming here uh, each week on Wednesday mornings to study together and learn together and grow together and worship together, and isn't that a good thing? So thanks for being here in the midst of the storm and the rain, and uh, I thought of our, um, a couple of passages that we'll consider here this morning and thinking about, there is no other. God uh, in the heaven above, right, and, and on the earth beneath, so, um, where have we been so far? We're, we're Here we are only in the second chapter of this study in Deuteronomy, but think about what we've already thought about and discussed and learned and read from God's words and Moses' words in the first chapter, right, of Deuteronomy. So here we begin, um, chapter 2 and 3, that we're looking at here this morning. But before I go any further, will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we together, uh, in one spirit here this morning, uh, recognize you as the one true God. And Father, we um, are fully dependent upon you here this morning and each day, each day of our lives, uh, to meet us where we're at, to open our minds to the scriptures, to teach us and change us through the power of your word. So, Father, would you do that here this morning in each one of us, and may you alone be exalted, magnified, and and highly lifted up, Lord. It's in the matchless name of Jesus we pray, amen. Well, here in Deuteronomy chapters 2 and 3, Moses continues to recite covenant history to the Israelites, doesn't he? You read that this week in your lesson? Here he is still again. In fact, Moses devotes the first four chapters simply uh, to remind God's people of the grace that had been shown to them in the past, right? In the past. And this reminder, this motivational history uh, was to encourage their obedience to God as they moved forward on their journey to the promised land. And here today, where do we find them? But in the wilderness wandering in the wilderness. Uh, This is where Moses is reminding them of those years spent wandering in the wilderness. And he's reminding them that even in the midst of your wilderness, God's been with you and faithful. So um, chapters two and three, Moses reminds them of God's care, God's protection, presence, provision, and power so that they may not fear may not fear, but trust him as the one true God, right? Well, let's consider first um, chapter two. Verse, uh, I'm just gonna read for us this morning, 2-7. I want us to just consider uh, Moses' words um, to to God's people in 2-7. We read, for the Lord your God has blessed you In all the work of your hands, he knows you're going through this great wilderness. These 40 years, the Lord your God has been with you. You have lacked nothing. Isn't that something? So Moses is reminding the people that God has blessed them in their their wilderness. And not only that, but he had been aware of their circumstances. He knew of their going through this great wilderness for the entire time spent in the wilderness. God was, we read, with them. With them. He was aware and he was with them. And his provision for them had been sufficient for it tells us that they had lacked nothing. So his presence and his provision. Yahweh had made abundant provision for his people throughout their journeys. He had shown himself faithful. And at times, as we read in our text last week, he carried them. So not only was he aware and with and providing, at times he carried them, as a father does a son. Now what a lesson I thought about. I thought what a lesson this is uh, for me, for us, isn't it? Uh, because let us not forget to remember, right? To remember the Lord's faithfulness in the past in our own lives, and sometimes we're busy moving forward. That we forget to stop, stand, and look back and just think about God's faithfulness in our own lives, in our past. The importance of remembering. So God's people, his chosen ones, he provided for them with food and water. But as soon as they were satisfied, they forgot him. Well, the prophet Hosea writes this of the Israelites. He writes, but when they had grazed, they became full. They were filled and their hearts were lifted up. Therefore, they forgot me. Oh, I can relate to that. We can identify ourselves with, for, 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 with the forgetfulness of the Israelites, can't we? I can. But Deuteronomy 2 7 reminds us that no matter where we are, think about where you are today, no matter where you are, whatever current situation you're in, uh, even if it's a time of wondering, in your own wilderness, the Lord is aware; He knows, He knows. I thought about this because sometimes, um, maybe it's just a thought—I don't, I don't know—but sometimes, do you think um, we're all in, we're all here? Obviously, we're physically here, but we're all in different places, right, in our journey. And at times, um, we can hide, right? Um, I think we, we can we can assume that, um, gosh, everyone's Everyone's probably got it all together, but me. And and if, if they only knew, right? Oh, if they only knew where I was at. Um, what, if they only knew my struggles, right? But um, we, can, we can know. We can know the one who does know. And not only does he know right where we're at and fully aware where we're at, but he's walking with us. So we can cry out to him in any circumstances, in any cir- situation, you know, um, God, I've been, I've been struggling in this uh, situation, this job situation. Uh, Lord, um, I'm in this broken relationship. Uh, Lord, I'm struggling with what to do with this child. And, um, and then we can pr- ask, Lord, would you remind me? Just remind me of the, your awareness and your presence, right? Because sometimes I think we hide. Yes, I think we do. I do. (laughs) So uh, sometimes our prayer can simply be, um, as I'm walking through this uh, time, uh, whatever it might be for you, for me, Lord, would you open my eyes that I might recognize your presence and your provision? May I see, Lord, your faithful hand. So that's just a thought for us today. Um, I want us also this morning to consider um, chapter 3. Moses' words we find uh, for the Israelites, um, uh, three eighteen through twenty two, because as we read in our lesson today, um, not only was God present, aware, providing, caring, walking through, moving ahead, but He was fighting their battles, and that's that's a thought in itself too, right? That He's fighting their battles. So I'm going to read for us three eighteen through twenty two. And I commanded you at that time, saying, The Lord your God has given you this land to possess. All your men of valor shall cross over, armed before your brothers, the people of Israel. Only your wives, your little ones, your livestock, I know that you have much livestock, shall remain in the, in the cities that I have given you. Until the Lord gives rest to your brothers, as to you, and they also occupy the land that the Lord your God gives them beyond the Jordan. Then each of you may return to his possession, which I have given you. And I commanded Joshua at that time. Your eyes have seen all the Lord your God has done to these two kings. So will the Lord do do to all the kingdoms into which you are crossing. Now, here we go. You shall not fear them, for it is the Lord your God who fights for you. So God had warned, had done what only God could do for them, right? He moved ahead, he walked ahead, he went before as he does with us. He walked before, and he uh, fought their battle in a way he'd already um, even put the fear of them in the hearts uh, of their enemies as he went before. So how does this relate to us, to you and I today? What do we find in, in the scripture for us say, Well, since the beginning, um, as you all know, Genesis 3.15 warns us, right? God has warned us since the beginning um, that we would have a battle, right? As long as we're living in this world, until Jesus returns and makes all things right, uh, we too are in a battle. And so it's good to just remember, just remember, oh yeah, we, we are, right? Um, and God himself promises to fight this battle for us. In fact, he goes before us. Most of the time, without us even aware or knowing it, right? And oftentimes, we can look back and see that later. But sometimes, not at all. So, God Himself promises to fight our battles for us, to go before us. In the book of Exodus, God said to Israel, as they stood uh, at the—I'm sorry, as they stood at the Red Sea—he said, "Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord." Will bring you today. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Hmm. Well, several times in our text here in Deuteronomy 2 and 3, we find where the Lord had gone before the Israelites. Um, again, even putting the fear of them in the hearts of their enemies. And and, and isn't that too uh, that which only God could do, right? Only He could do. And then He says, Do not fear. Now, some of these enemies were giant size, right? Did you read in the text this week as you did your lesson, one even measured to be perhaps 13 feet tall? And God said, don't fear, don't fear. I can't even picture that, right? I can't even picture 13 feet tall. But that's big, and those were their enemies. Um, And we can, too, experience um, either physical, uh, spiritual, emotional uh, enemies in our daily battles, right? In our daily struggles that can grow to be 13 feet tall or bigger, can't they? I think over, we can, we can experience an anxiety or fear. Uh, I know I can over a situation or circumstance that becomes so big in our minds. And sometimes our, our struggles, our battles are not necessarily without, but sometimes within. So instead of taking that thought captive, these, these enemies can grow to be such giant size. Um, and then we need to stop and remind ourselves of those truths. God says, do not fear. I fight your battle for you. Well, rem- Moses reminds us, for it is the Lord your God who fights for you, for you, on your behalf. Well, let's consider as we travel through our own journey, as we are, as we are as God's people, we're traveling through our own journey to the promised land of heaven, aren't we? Um, Let's consider what God's word tells us of his presence, provision, and power for his people today. And we find this all in his word, don't we? So first I want to consider how the Lord is our refuge. Have you thought of that in a while? How is he our refuge? Refuge. Refuge meaning a safe place to stay or a place of security. So God says, I am your refuge. I'm that safe place to stay. I'm that safe, secure place. In the book of Joel, chapter 3, verse 16, we read, the Lord roars from Zion and utters his voice from Jerusalem. And the heavens and the earth quake, but the Lord is a refuge to his people, a stronghold to the people of Israel. But the Lord is a refuge for you and I today. He's a stronghold for us today. The psalmist writes in Psalm 46, 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And Psalm 91, Psalm 91, this most intimate psalm, uh, one to read out loud and personalize. Put your name, read out loud. Psalm 91 talks about this struggle and this battle that we're in. But this most intimate psalm speaks of the confidence that the believer has. It speaks of God's protection and care for his people in the battle. Psalm 91. Well, the author Derek Kidner Writes in his commentary on this Psalm 91, he says this, he writes this. This is a psalm of danger for times of exposure and encirclement or of challenging the power of evil. Some of its phrases even echo the song of Moses. It reveals the unseen hosts of angels sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation and depicting God's servants not merely as survivors but as victors who trample deadly enemies underfoot. In Psalm 91, 4, we read, He will cover, God will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. So God will cover us. He'll walk with us, he goes before us, he covers us, and he's that safe place to stay. So let me ask you and ask myself, how has the Lord been your refuge how has he been your refuge well let's consider that god is our shield our shield again this is all this is all in god's word that we find this uh, shield in god's covenant with abraham recorded in genesis 15 we read that the lord said to abraham in making his covenant with him he said fear not abram i am your shield I am your shield. Psalm 28, 7 through 8 reads, The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him, my heart trusts and I am helped. The Lord is the the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. Isn't that great? Just a good reminder. A good reminder. When I think of God being my shield, I I keep getting this picture. Let me share it with you. Maybe it will help you too. So, you can imagine you're, you're driving somewhere, and you're, you're, there are two lanes turning onto a highway, right? And you're in the far right lane, and you're turning right. And if a large semi pulls up on your left, right, and he too, both lanes are turning right, and he begins to turn, don't you feel a little safer taken out, taken off? You feel just a little bit protected, don't you? So, so you both stop, you look, and then you turn right. But that picture I get is God is our shield. There's a protection coming. There's something, there's someone that's going to take the blow before I receive it, right? And it's going to be a shield for me. So that's a picture I get Um, when I think about how has God, how has God been your shield? How's he been your shield? How's he protected you Uh, in ways that you've recognized? And again, I'm sure there's several ways we don't recognize his protection, right, as our shield, Well, let's consider um, one more we find in God's word where he tells us that he is our strength. The Lord is our strength. The prophet Habakkuk wrote in 319, God the Lord is my strength. And the apostle Paul in his letter to the Ephesians praying for their spiritual strength writes in 314 through 16, for this reason, he says, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. So when circumstances, weariness, daily battles seem to take our energy, our strength, we can ask the Lord to renew our strength, can't we? Just this morning, as I sat before him, I prayed, Lord, would you give me your strength? Would you be my strength? Well, um, as I've thought about God as our refuge, our shield, and our strength, um, I think we can all agree that the greatest display uh, of God's love and grace for us, the greatest picture, uh, the greatest display of God being our refuge, our shield, and our strength, where the battle was won for us would be the cross, right? Would be the cross of Christ. It's there that Jesus took upon himself the sin of the world. He left his throne in heaven, giving up all the admiration of the angels to, cu- to become despised and rejected by men, right? He willingly left all the riches of heaven to become poor so that you and I might become rich. And we're told that if we confess with our mouth and if we believe in our hearts that Jesus is the Lord, we shall be saved, protected, shielded from the wrath of God. So wouldn't you agree that the cross of Christ not only is the greatest display of God's love and mercy for us, And because Jesus has already won the battle for us, this is something to remind one another. We as his followers fight from victory, not for victory. Isn't that good? Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. The Bible tells us that as Christians, our lives are hidden with Christ in God. What a marvelously secure place that is with Christ in God. We are in, we are in the divine care and keeping of the Father and the Son on the throne of heaven. Wherever you're at today, that's true. As a believer, we are our lives are hidden with Christ in God. So if you think about this, as we position ourselves behind and beneath the cross of Christ, Hey, in our in our rightful place, behind and beneath the cross, we position ourselves there we 're shielded, protected, and no matter what circumstances come in our lives, right it must first come through the cross, through the finished work of Christ, as we stand behind and beneath. So we can be encouraged in knowing that uh, the hope for our future hope for our future is rooted in the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. Done. There's our hope. Today, he is our refuge, our shield, and our strength, right? Okay, but now that I say all that, (laughs) really, now that I say all that, this is what I've been thinking about. (laughs) Now, we can know all this, right, as God's people. We can know this, Uh, We can read about this. We can teach this. We can memorize this, several different translations if we want, right? Um, But what does it really look like? This is why I'm trying to figure out. What does it really look like for you and I to walk in the belief that God is our shield, our refuge, our strength, fighting fighting our battles for us, our defender? I mean, when the next crisis comes, right, This is where the rubber meets the road, right? When the next crisis comes, when the unthinkable happens, when the unexpected comes, what does it look like to really walk in the belief, right? To walk in what we know to be true about God. Because I don't know about you, but as soon as the crisis hits in my life, oftentimes my initial response is fear, anxiety. I'm, I'm caught off guard. I'm shocked. I'm surprised. And I wonder and I ask, God, are you aware? No, we know he is, right? But oftentimes that's my initial response. I'll just be honest with you. It is. It, and we can know this and know this and know this and have it in our heads. But what does it look like when it's in our hearts? What does it look like in a life that truly believes That God is aware of your circumstances. He's with you. He's providing your every need. And he's even fighting your battles for you. What does it look like to walk in that belief? When all of these truths that we know and have known travel from our heads to our hearts, what does that look like? In other words, when our theology, all that we know to be true about God, is believed in our walking through our circumstances. From our heads to, to our hearts. What does that look like? Well, probably it may look different in all of our lives, right? To some degree, depending on our, our personalities, our um, situations. It could look a little bit different. But there's some things that, it, some things that we should have in common that it should. It, should, um, it should take us back to God's word, shouldn't it? Where we find the truth of who God is, those two most important things, and who he says we are as his child. And really take us back to believe it all over again. And sometimes that's what we have to do, right? To, take, to go back to God's word and to believe that same gospel truth all over again. It should cause us to stand and I've been thinking a lot about that word, just to stand. What, what does that look like, right? To not waver and, and to not, um, uh, not to, uh, um, to stand firm in our faith. And that firm standing is really just being honest with God, isn't it? And saying, I know this to be true, Lord. I agree with it. I believe it. And I need the strength right now just, just to stand, Okay, so um, maybe it looks like too to asking him to speak into our lives and give us ears to hear him um, over what our feelings and our emotions are saying. What are we hearing from the enemy? What are we hearing? And what are our emotions telling us, right? But what do I know to be true? Or simply saying, like I have, Lord, I don't understand this, and that's okay because I like to try to figure things out so that I can figure what's going on, then I can figure out my response, what it should look like, what it should be, and I can waste a lot of energy, because the truth is, I usually never can figure it out, right? But to stop and say, Lord, um, I I don't even understand this. Um, Show me how to respond to it, because I can't control it, and I can't understand it, and I can't change it. So Lord, would you show me the response you'd have for me? Um, There was a time... Well, um, let me start by saying, in my own family, um, we experienced um, two sudden deaths, um, unexpected, suddenly. And um, through one of those funeral lines, um, a friend of the family said these words, and I thought about it as I was thinking about our, our, um, this teaching today. She just simply said, and this is what we need to remember to remind each other about. She just simply looked at me and said, Lori, this is the time to remember your theology. This is a time to remember what you know to be true about God, rather than following what your emotions are saying. That was just an encouragement to me, and it was a timely reminder. What do we already know to be true about God? Because I'm not feeling it, perhaps I'm not seeing it, but I know it to be true. I know it to be true. So in that experience, I'll just share a little. You know, it, um, and we're all experiencing these things. These unexpected, right? And and are and, and are we ready to stand? Can we are we planted deep in God's word and our belief? And are we standing for the next one, right? Um, as shocked as we were, I was reminded that God wasn't shocked at all. Right? Isn't that true? Sometimes you think, surely, oh, this is a mistake. This 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 shouldn't have happened. But if it's if it's come through the hands of God and it's passed through, if it's passed through the Lord's hands. Uh, and we know in his sovereignty and his wisdom, uh, he's fully aware. What surprises and shocks us often, uh, times does me, doesn't me, does surprise, shock the God at all. He said, I've gone before you and watch." I'm going to show you how I've gone before you. I'm with you, and I'm providing for you that you may not lack anything. Well, to be honest with you, after this time in our family's experience, I was uh, kind of operating what sometimes called like emergency mode, kind of just waiting for the next crisis. Not intentionally, but that's kind of what you do, right? Like surely there's this, there's this next, next crisis that's going to come, right? Um, and I think... Uh, I realized at that time it wasn't enough to know in my head what I knew to be true about God and, and to know what He said, um, to know to what true about God and who He says we are in Him, but um, it it needed to it needed to be experienced. Does that make sense? To walking through what we know to be true and experiencing that truth. Um, also, at times like that, you realize God's grace does meet us, and is sufficient in our time of need. Do you have, like I have always had, uh, things in your mind uh, that you think, um, if that happened, I couldn't handle that. Or if this happened, or I've seen that happen in someone's life, and I can tell you I couldn't handle that. So whatever this and that is in your mind, in your life, you know what I learned? Uh, You can, you can, (laughs) but God can His grace is sufficient, isn't it? You all have learned that. You've learned that. His grace is sufficient in our time of of need. He is who he says he is. And we can believe it and we can walk in that. So we're all on this journey, aren't we? Following Christ as his people. And it's good to be reminded today that he's with us. He's aware. He's providing He's going before us, and he's fighting your battle for you. So today, um, for you, is there a situation you're trying to figure out? Is it helpful or encouraging to remember that God is saying to you and I, I'm aware. I'm with you. I'm your shield. I'm your strength. I'm the safe place. Just a reminder. Well, there's a song I want us to listen to and listen to these words. um, And then I'll close this in prayer, okay? Yeah. So Lord, we give you thanks and praise for doing that which only you can do, Lord. Thank you, Father, that um, your word is is uh, this is true and active and needed. Uh, This day in our own lives, as it was in our brothers and sisters' lives um, generations ago. Father, thank you um, that you walk with us, that you go before us, that you're a rear guard and you're even abiding in us. So Lord, may um, each one of us find strength for this new day. And to be encouraged by you, Lord, by you. And from time spent in your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Dismissed.